Welcome Machinima Filmmakers. My name is Ricky Grove and you're listening to Completely Machinima Podcast. Now, many of you may have noted the announcement of the Omniverse Machinima in the fall and uh, have watched eagerly for the email that says it's been released. Well, it hasn't quite been released yet, but at the recent uh, graphics technology conference, I had a chance to watch an introduction to the Omniverse Machinima. Uh, presented by Dane Johnston, the director of the Omniverse Connect and a member of the Omniverse Machinima team. I contacted him and asked him to talk to us about it, and he's here today. Hey, Dane. Hey, how's it going? It's going well. So glad that you uh, agreed to come on here and talk to us about this really exciting uh, technology that you guys are releasing. Yeah, we're we're super excited about Machinima as a whole. Uh, the whole genre is just a ton of fun. So it's really excited to be able to do that here in video. Right. How did you first hear about Machinima when you were, uh, I, I know you mentioned in the introduction that you had had experience in the gaming industry. When did you first hear of Machinima? Um, so I think the first one I ever watched was uh, the original like Red vs. Blues. Oh, yeah. Back in, you know, that was, that, that was probably more than 10 years ago, right? And I just. Oh, yeah. They were absolutely hysterical. Um I know some me and me and my some of my friends made some of our own at that time, and yeah, you know, we've just been kind of watching that whole space since then. Uh, and I've got a young daughter who watches, you know, um, a lot of in in Minecraft game videos and things like that. Oh that yeah, kind of the same genre, right? So it's like I know it's got yeah. a, a following across many different age groups, and, and I'll still watch Red vs Blue every once in a while. I need a good laugh. <laughs> Well, anyway, let's uh, talk a little bit about your background. How did you come to be on the Omniverse uh, Machinima team? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess we'll start at the beginning. I, uh, I've i been a modder since, gosh, I don't know, since I played video games on PC. Um, so it, it was kind of a natural fit. Uh, I did a bunch of mods in college for um, Battlefield 1. I, I kind of modded off of the really popular Desert Combat mod. Uh, which oddly enough, my boss is the creator of Desert Combat, so it really came full circle for me. Uh, but I, I, I ended up joining a startup after college, which was um, PhysX, the, the Agia PhysX startup, which I joined as a technical artist to work on uh, samples and work on games with them. And we ended up getting bought by NVIDIA. So I've been at NVIDIA for 13 years now. And I've been working, uh, oh, wow. I started my initial career in video working, yeah, working with games, right? So I, I would go on site to all different game developers and we would, uh, we, we would work on increasing, you know, their, their usage of physics and putting in cool effects and stuff like that. Um, and that kind of naturally segued into where I'm at with Omniverse right now is working with the artists, DCC tools. Right. And we've been making, you know, uh, trailers and videos for our, our GTC conferences for the last, you know, my team for the last five, 10 years. And we just love making real-time uh, cinema, uh, cinematography, right? Um, uh, members of my team made the uh, NVIDIA Soul videos. I don't know if you remember those. Those were made in Unreal Engine 4. So we just, we love the idea of real-time cinematics, right? And, and, and making them in games yeah. is fun and, and using components from games is fun. And it's just a, yeah, that, that's pretty much how, how we dove into this. We we were like, we got this platform. Let's right. uh, let's see if we can take all these game assets and make some cool stuff out of it. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's my understanding that it came out of an in-house way of collaboration, a system for collaboration within NVIDIA, right? Yeah, right. We had all these challenges um, and there was many different challenges we had. One was where a lot of us, uh, even before the current situation we're in, were remote. Um, I've always been in St. Louis and our offices in California. And we just have all these artists that are working with super high quality content. And it's painful across, you know, across, across continent, across the world. Oh, um, yeah. So that was one of the big challenges. And on top of that, we had all these really neat technologies uh, from all these researchers within NVIDIA and from outside of NVIDIA. And it was never like brought into one place. You know, I'd have this um, the really cool fire simulation that someone made in the sample application. I'm like, I want that right now. Right. I want to I want to throw fire on an, on an arrow and shoot it in <laughs> VR. Right. So we ended up um, being like, all right, I think it's time to roll our own thing here. We want to solve all these problems. We want a single place that has you know the best rendering in the world, the best simulation in the world and the best, uh, you know, back end content management in the world. And um, you know, we just we just dove in. Sure. And it was it was really uh, fortuitous that USD had become an open standard as well, and we just kind of jumped in on that. We're like, all right, well, now we've got this back end yeah. to build off of. So kind of kind of all culminated. The timing was just great because uh, USD had slowly uh, started to get a, a acceptance, and now it's much more widely uh, distributed than it right. would have been if you guys had launched this say a year ago. Yeah, yeah, we see uh, we see now uh, direct integrations into to the latest um, Autodesk Maya, for instance. Uh, Blender has some mm -hmm. USD support as well, and uh, Epic with yeah. Unreal Engine Four has added a lot of USD support. So, uh, and we and that's and we work with them and do what we can to try to push that as much as we can. But but it, yeah, it's great. It's great to see the adoption, and I think it's really going to help all artists out because it's going to be easier to go between all these different tools. Indeed. Well, you made that very abundantly clear in your uh, demonstration of the Omniverse uh, Machinima platform and moving um, USD content in and out. It was just great. I enjoyed that very much. I've watched it many times. Okay, I've got another question for you. Uh, you mentioned in your talk, um, you said that you wanted to make the Omniverse platform available to anybody and everybody. Does that mean that the Omniverse and Omniverse Machinima will still be free? when it comes out of beta? So I don't know the exact, uh, I don't think we've like arrived on our exact um, messaging for, for pricing and stuff like that, but there's a strong inclination that there will be, you know, like a, a community license very similar to what you see out of all the major game engines, right? Um, so I, so I can't say with any, any definitive uh, thing right now, but um, for, for machinimists, I, I think that's, there's a strong, strong chance that's, that'll be true. I think that's a good idea. I hope you guys do that. I also wanted to ask you about the AI component in Omniverse Machinima. NVIDIA has really invested heavily in uh, deep learning and AI. Why is it important to Machinima filmmakers in the Omniverse Machinima platform? Yeah, so there's, um, even, even in the video we made in, in August, uh, there was three main AI-driven technologies that you see on screen. One is you know, the, the pose estimation, um, then there's audio to face, which does the automatic, uh, you know, mouth movement and everything like that based on audio only. And then actually there's DLSS as well for, for the rendering, just so, you know, get every last bit of frame rate out of whatever cards you have. Right. The reason that AI is important um, is that it has a chance to make things easier. 
right? That that's to me when I think about you know what's what's important for for uh, doing machinima is is one is just ease of use, right? So if I have AI that can clean up my animations, um, that can make you know any of my my puppetry of my characters significantly easier, right? Right. Then that's what I need, and we have a bunch more AI technologies kind of lined up in the wings. Uh, that we're trying to integrate in Machinima to make things. I think I alluded to in my talk, you know, doing better things with retargeting and things like that. Um, but that, that's why it's so important is that we can train it and we can make it so the workflows are faster. Yep. To my knowledge, there's no other Machinima application, even uh, the GTA director mode, um, which is probably the most popular Machinima platform right now, does not have anything like that. So I'm really psyched about that aspect of it. Um, the right. minimum requirements for Omniverse is an RTX GPU. Um, does that mean that any GPU with the RTX technology works? Um, is there a workaround for somebody who has a GTX card, or is it pretty solid that you really have to have RTX in order to make it work? Yeah, unfortunately, right now, it's pretty solidly in the RTX range. Um, we do have the ability to, right. uh, and, and we'll have like OpenGL, uh, different renderers that will work on lower end, but you still need the, the RTX render, the RTX card to, to render our path traced and our ray traced environments. Yeah, so the actual min spec for it is right now, it's it's really any RTX card. Yeah, yeah. I was just... um, the, the one that's a little tough right now is going to be the RTX uh, 2060. Or no, no, that's a, that's an eight gig card. We we really need kind of like an eight gig min hmm. for uh, VRAM. Right, right. Yeah, I discovered it the hard way when I uh, I thought I had a Quadro card, and I thought <laughs> that would work with. Uh, uh, and I pulled up Audio to Face, and it was just gray. And I went, "Oh no!" And I found myself in that awful position of having to get an RTX card in a market in which demand so far exceeded supply that. Yes. Uh, yes. I, I thought maybe I'd take out a car a a car loan or something, you know, for it. But I managed to end up selling the quad <laughs> for the same amount that I bought a nice RTX 3070. A 3070. Oh, so I got perfect. it in there and I was okay without too much trouble, but I was just lucky. It's going to be a little bit hard, I think, all the way through this year in order for people to upgrade their GPUs. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the, the awesome uh, live capture you demonstrated on your iPhone 12. The uh, wrench component, and wrench is W-R-N-C-H is the company that is uh, uh, whose technology you guys are using, it is only for the iPhone you, men you mentioned. And yet on the wrench website, they have a whole tutorial on using uh, a webcam to do that. Is that something you guys are going to add in the future or... Can you can you do that now, or is it still only that ten, that uh, what is it the uh, on the iPhone tensor not tensor uh, the technology that captures the three D image? Oh right, yeah. No, um, so what, what's what's really funny is that I made my video for GTC because obviously we have to record them ahead of time, right? Because we're not right, of course. Uh, we're not doing it live at GTC. Uh, between the time I captured that video and it released they they released their pc version <laughs> ah. so um that works out of the box yep okay that's great so there's no nothing needed from machinima yep just works excellent yeah i can't wait to try that out yeah and i, I think the thing that's really interesting to me is it's going to get better the more people use it yes yeah the i more think so they too. get feedback like hey i really need this then it's just going to get better yeah 
What are the core components of the Machinima Omniverse app? You mentioned that um, in your introduction, but um, I'd like to have our listeners know exactly what it is. The, the most core component is a sequencer, right? So the ability to take animation clips and put them in order and play them back, right? So actually kind of like build your story out. Um, and those animation clips can come from all sorts of variety of different sources. You can you can source them from you know the internet, Mixamo's website, you know whatever uh, tool you need to generate uh, generate your clips, or you know use Wrench to generate your your, your scale mesh clips. Um, the second component is we, we also have a camera animation tool which uh, has you know uh, curves in there to try to make it so you can you know make a nice easy set of camera animations. Um, there's obviously the wrench AI pose estimation that we have in there, but we also have a recorder for that pose estimation. And what's really interesting about that is, uh, since, since that's basically, you know, live mocap and we have the ability to record the mocap, um, it doesn't have to stay in machinima. So if you're a, uh, if you're a, a blender machinimist, right. And, and you just want the, uh, motion capture, you can do that. You know, we're going to export it as a USD scale animation and you can, pull that into, into your other tool and use it. Um, uh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So that's the great thing about the USD Open Standard, right, is everything that you produce, uh, you should be able to move around. Yeah, I like that very much. You, you were talking about the, the materials going both ways, in and out of Omniverse Machinima. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, yeah, that, that's that's the work of the connectors. So um, if I think in the, the video, I mean, we're, we're shipping with some content, right? So um, our, our partners at a squad the, the game video game squad and uh, telltale worlds for for banner lord they've both given us content to give out to machinimists and and yeah we gotta use a connector workflow for that right so squad uh-huh. has a mod editor on unreal engine 4 and we're able to kind of you know just right click and export and bring that content in that's great speed is of the essence what's the um, recommended workflow on omniverse machinima like for example how did you go about putting together that really great demo video that you did yeah we actually got another one coming out hopefully hopefully next week um which i think is oh excellent uh so how we 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 tried to do as much in engine as we could now when we made the video back in august and the the release date was uh originally very aggressive (laughs) that's about the best way i can put that as you can see we're not out yet um (laughs) we used that 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 yeah. time frame to learn, like, what the heck tools do we need to build, right? So that was, um, and, and we, we learned that we needed to build a lot. So the, the workflow that we kind of do right now is, obviously, we get the content in to Omniverse. And, and there's a couple different ways you can do that. We have, we have kind of standard FBX or OBJ import. Or, you know, you if you're um, a DCC user, you obviously go out to your DCC and export it to, to Omniverse. So we kind of aggregate content first. That's, that's kind of the most important thing. Um, and then we try to stay we try to stay a lot inside of the Machinima app. Um, we think we have enough tools and components there to let you animate both your characters and, you know, random stuff like boxes or, or whatever type of um, uh, rigid animation you want to do, we can do inside of, of Machinima. Uh, the other stuff we... we and, and you can use PhysX for that animation as well, because we already have a physics engine in there too. So if you want to put a bunch of rigid bodies and have your guy knock them over, um, you know, there's there's ways to do that. Uh, right now, um, and, and this is kind of one of the things we want to see from from the users is when it comes to your actual animation, it's it's very much 
kind of a standard cinematic style, right? You're, you're going to need an animation clip. You're going to need to put it in order. You're going to need to set up your cameras and all stuff like that. So we don't have, we don't have kind of a, what I would think from, you know, much older mach machinima style is, you know, we don't have like a gamepad character controller yet, right? That's something we want to add later to let you kind of, you know, build cinematics uh, how you would if you're rolling inside a game, right? Right. The puppeteering method, yeah. But that, that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're going to, our main puppeteering method is just wrench right now. But we, like I said, we plan on adding as we go more. Yeah. I noticed that when you were um, demonstrating adding clips, you would capture a clip and then capture another clip and then you brought them together on the sequencer. Did it automatically make the transition between the two clips? Ah, that's a good question. Um, so right now it's a hard transition. So we don't have blending between mm. clips. So it'll be like, you know, whatever clip you had, then boom, it'll go straight to the next clip. Um, that's actually on my short list for, for the next release is to make sure we have some sort of uh, ability to even do like linear interpolation right. between right. the bones. But right now it's a hard, it's a hard clip to clip. Okay. I love the uh, uh, VFX in the demo, that fire and mist and dust and everything was just terrific. Can you tell us on some of the other VFX um, showcase content and and effects you're going to have in the first release of Omniverse Machinima? Yeah, so when it comes to to VFX, uh, for the first release, your two your two main areas of VFX are going to be flow, which was the uh, the fire and the smoke simulation. And um, we have uh, blast, which is a destruction engine, uh, which uh, which runs in, in real time to be able to break walls and stuff like that. Um, the one, and then we obviously have all our post-process effects. You know, there's, there's volumetric fog um, and all sorts of, you know, lens effects for depth of field and all that that are, that are nice and nice and accurately rendered. Um, we do not have a generic particle system yet in this release. That's, uh, that's also really high on our list. So, you know, that, that, that's kind of the big thing I think missing from uh, four machinimus this time around would be kind of that real basic particle stuff um you're gonna have to use more right. just, uh, time sample animation this time around for that not to be much more rigid animation for effects yeah i noticed you were talking uh how much you enjoyed the fire um uh effect because the fire actually illuminated the objects in yeah. the scene super cool i mean that's you know especially come from the game background doing that in the past was just such a pain um, you'd have to, you know, yeah. probably put your own light there and you'd have to animate the light and try to make it feel flickery. Right. And, and it just never looked right. Uh -huh. I mean, even games now, they don't yeah, have that never type did. of global. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's terrible, but, uh, it's a, what, what can you do? It's super expensive. So that, that's, what's really cool with this path tracer and how fast it is, is that, um, you know, it's able to illuminate, you know, for real, right. It's, it's, we're actually got like the real math behind it. And, yeah. Um, makes a big difference. It really does. Yeah, that's one of the experiments I'm going to do when I start working with the Omniverse Machinima uh, app is do some fire in the dark kinds of things and yeah, see what yeah. I can come up with. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about that I didn't quite understand, and it was um, you mentioned that that both of the games that are you're including content with uh, have a ton of mods in the community. How exactly do mods work? in the Omniverse Machinima? Um, so, so the mods for the actual community, uh, I mean, 
since we're not replaying the game, obviously in Machinima right now, uh, we're just taking the content in. If if you know you're able to open up those assets, uh, I, I'm just thinking, uh, and I'm not familiar enough with the Bannerlord assets uh, format. But if there's a way to get that format into an FBX or OBJ or USD, you'll be able to pull it in. So I'm thinking, you know, when you when you're talking about squad, I see. right? If you can get access to the, the the content for it, you should be able to you should be able to bring it in. I see. So it's you're not actually using the mod in Omniverse Machinima. You're using it in the game, right? And then right. bringing that content right. in. I get it. Right. So that's one thing I know about anybody in the modding community or the machinima community is they're all very uh, resourceful is maybe the best way I could put that. <laughs> and I think no matter what, they'll be able to find a way to get content in. Things that I'm not allowed to do as a corporate entity. <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember those early days in machinima where every week some somebody had hacked something in some game and we were all going, ooh and ah. And there was such a generosity that's right. People would pass it around and go, well, hey, you can do this. Oh, my God, I've got a camera system in in X game, you know, and everybody rushed to do stuff. And it was so cool. Oh, we're kind of the other way, right? So we're, we're more of the type where, uh, you know, there's that great World of Warcraft export that's been around for, oh yeah, you know, like 10 years or stuff like that. And we've, we've done a bunch of tests with it. And so I, I can't share those because, like I said, you know, as NVIDIA, I can't sit here and be like, hey, I'm going to make a video to use World of Warcraft assets. Um, that's not easy yeah, for me yeah, to yeah, do, yeah. but it all comes in fine, and you can do all sorts of really, really cool stuff with it. That's reassuring. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the audio to face. Now, you mentioned that the uh, you're not going to have uh, audio auto-retargeting uh, in the initial release, that you're working on that for the second one, but uh, you can actually retarget the facial and lip sync uh, manually right now, right? Right, right. Um, so I just I just did some of that yesterday, just to kind of see how we were with status. Um, so there, there's two. There's a, a, a there's multiple parts to this answer. Um, with the with the retargeting and the auto retargeting, a lot of that's going to be for your um, your skeleton, right? So if, again, if I pulled like one of the World of Warcraft characters out of World of Warcraft and brought it into Machinima, and I wanted to put wrench on it. Um, I have to do, but I have to do a lot of manual work right now because that's a totally different rig than perhaps the default rig. Um, so that second release is to get that automatic. So um, this release, you're gonna have a lot better luck playing with the existing content. Um, right. When it comes to retargeting for the for audio to face. It's actually a lot simpler than I was even led to believe when I did my initial video. Um, it's about a 10 minute process to take your face, the, the face of whatever your, your asset is you have, you paint weights on it, you know, for like, where's your, your nose, your mouth and all stuff like that in the audio to face app. Um, and then from there, you're actually able to export uh, a USD cache of, of whatever your playback was. Uh, once you're in Machinima, it's literally a matter of selecting the face on the character, pulling in your cache and selecting that, and it's a one button, and it links them. So once they're ah, linked, got it. Uh, now they can play together. So it's it's yeah, it's surprisingly easy, um, easier than I thought it was going to be. I was like, oh man, I'm about to make all sorts of UI to make this <laughs> make this really easy. Yeah, 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 easier. yeah. And it's it's one it's one button. It's pretty straightforward. Oh, that's relief. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think people will be able that's to. That's great. 
play with audio to face with this release and have good luck. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. There's a couple of really good, um, NVIDIA tutorials, uh, on that manual retargeting. Um, I hope you guys in your first release put, put something out as well. It would be really helpful. You mentioned that you're going to be providing a lot of tutorials. Um, it would be great. Yeah. And I'll, I'll keep doing that. I actually plan on doing a, um, you know, Twitch stream or two as well. To kind of walk through. Oh, great. Yeah. So people can ask some questions and I can try to try to not fumble yeah. through my, <laughs> fumble through my own tool. Yeah, that's always <laughs> embarrassing. I know. Couple of other questions, and then we'll let you go. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the XR and VR element of OM. You said that there's an XR element coming to Omniverse in general. Um, I know that's not top on your list, but how's that going to work, and, and what do you think of it? Yeah. So, uh, and I, like I said, I don't have a, I don't have an exact date, but we're we're working on both. Um, and I think actually the XR for, for like a tablet camera is an experimental state that you might actually be able to access with the current create. I'll have to, I'll have to verify that. But no, what I'm kind of excited about for with that is uh, a few different things. Um, so how I've used XR and VR already in, in kind of my own workflows is obviously if you have a tablet, um, you can use it as your virtual camera, right? So you can sit there and see, see the world and, and you can record that camera movement. So that can be your 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 way how you make your your actual camera movements is just by looking into that virtual world and holding your, holding your camera right. It's really neat, um, mm-hmm. and that's a pretty mm-hmm. straightforward way to use it. With VR, again, you can use that for puppeteering. Um, we we'll we'll have an IK system coming out over the summer, so you'll be able to if you you know have a Vive or something like that, uh, you could you know set up IK between your your head and your hand points and maybe buy some of those little vibe trackers and put them on your hip and things like that to get additional movement and accuracy. Um, one thing I experimented with previously with, with even with the wrench pose estimation stuff is that um, it's harder for a single camera tool to really understand where your hip and your feet are in the real world. Um, Cause mm-hmm. wrench has two modes. It's got pro mode. It's got a standard mode and the standard mode does not take into account um, your root movement. So it's only basically estimating, uh, basically your pelvis is locked in place. That's the best way to put that. And for a single camera pose estimation software, it actually can be very accurate when you're in that mode. And uh, root movement is not going to be as accurate. So one thing you can do, for instance, is you can just take a, a v, one of those VR pucks, right? And you can put it on your hip. And then you can take the most, best of both worlds. You can get accurate root location for your, um, your motion capture. And then you use just your single camera for the rest of your body. And it's still like infinitely cheaper than buying one of those $10,000 body suits. Oh God. Yes. God. Uh, yes. Setting up wholesale. Right. So, right. You know, all, all sorts of things like that. And you can do, you know, you can jump in VR and you can do your camera work from there too. Right. You can get in there with your set and, and be in VR and, and do all that. So I think there's, Man, there's just infinite possibilities with, with XR and VR because you're actually getting yourself into the set. You're getting yourself into your production. Um, and that, that level of virtual production, I mean, I'm super excited about. I, I really am. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see. Uh, we were all very excited <laughs> when um, in our first uh, uh, podcast to talk about Omniverse Machinima. And it was an, an unusual uh, 
reason. <laughs> and it's just the Machinima Inc., uh, the company that bought Machinima.com and then moved on to YouTube and created such a huge uh, uh, system and made so much money, collapsed. And it created a sort of bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And it was one of the reasons right. why I left the Machinima community for several years. And the term Machinima became somewhat, um, it connotes a sort of low-class uh, quality uh, that was associated with Machinima Inc. And so we noticed that a lot of the professional companies like uh, Epic and uh, Unity weren't using the term Machinima. They were using the term real-time cinema or virtual right. filmmaking. And so we were delighted that when you guys announced the Omniverse that you used the term Machinima. Because although you guys may think that there was no issue, in the wider community there was. In fact, some uh, people that have contacted us after our podcast have said, I'm so glad you guys are using the term machinima. Uh, I was worried that it was just going to be lost, you know. So right. thank you guys for doing that. Was there any specific reason why you chose to do that? Or was it just, it seemed obvious to you? Yeah, I think... Uh... You know, it was um, Rev who actually uh, leads the entire Omniverse product that was like, yeah, this needs to be called Machinima because that's what it is, right? This is taking a real-time render engine that, that can be used for games. It's taking game assets and it's making, you know, it's making cinematics out of it. Um, we need to honor that tradition. Uh, and, and we realized because we, because, you know, we, we all watch it. I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing is we're all been kind of fans of the jo the genre as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, it's more interesting to us than sometimes Hollywood cinema, right? Cause we like to see what, what yeah. people create and we love video games. Right. And, and my gosh, video games are so pretty now that they sure are, you know, what's, you know, you can do just insane stuff. So that, that was that was the real the real reason behind calling it uh, machinima, and not just to okay. to make people try to figure out how to pronounce it <laughs> when, when, when they don't say it. But, but it really was it really was harkening back to that that history, right? I mean, that is you know that's it, great. It, like, like you said, there's a lot of weird connotations around the actual company that was named as such, but but the the spirit of it is is what's important. Oh, anyway, uh, I just got one or two questions, and then then you're off to Nvidia Machinima Land. Uh, one question. Yeah, that's right. One question that has been on my mind quite a bit is that um, I noticed that the licenses on inside of the platform are numerous. There's like thirty or forty licenses on there, and it made me wonder about the legal status of works that are created in Omniverse Machinima by a Machinima filmmaker. Have you guys talked about that at all? What What do you think? You know, I, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up because that's something that's kind of easy for, you know, us engineers and artists over here who are just making a tool to kind of forget about, uh, that, that that's a really important uh, component of this. Um, we, we'll, we'll provide, you know, what you can and can't do in more human terms, non-lawyery non, non terms. Uh, but the content that we're shipping comes with a Creative Commons license uh, attached to it, and it really just requires um, attribution, right? So I, I, you basically can make what you want, and you just need to make sure you say, hey, this was made in okay. 
Omniverse and Machinima and use uh, the squad assets, for instance. You know, those those guys at squad, for instance, gave us gave all of us all this content to work with. And they just want a little tagline that says, hey, by the way, this is a squad assets. Um, so it's a, it's that simple Creative Commons license with attribution. I think it's uh, I think it's CC 4.0, but I can you know we'll make sure that's nice and blatantly in everybody's face. We're actually going to be including the license directly yeah. with the content. Okay, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Last last question for you. Um, since you've announced it, and also the uh, uh, GTC in your uh, presentation and other presentations, have you had other game companies approach you about uh, making their content part of the uh, Omniverse Machinima? Yeah, yeah, we have, um, and we're we're going to try to keep incorporating more and more. Uh, we're actually one thing that's really interesting, and um, I, we we don't have necessarily what I would call the exact rights to this, um, but but we have like this great Minecraft path as well that you'll have right off the bat. Um, there's another application right. on Omniverse called Mindways, which uh, an eternal NVIDIA person made in their spare time, which um, takes your, your your Java Minecraft world and pushes it into uh, USD. And we actually have a, uh, a blocky character that you can pose estimate. <laughs> so um, you can, it, yeah, it's, and so uh, th that's another game that we're including <laughs> um, that, that we can't put we can't put on the website. I can't say, "Hey, Minecraft included," because it's not Microsoft. <laughs> you hear me? It's not. We're not including Minecraft. Um, but but that you know we have the ability to make Minecraft Machinima pretty much right away out of the box, and I think that's oh, going to be excellent. I, I had my daughter doing it, my eight-year-old daughter doing it. She's like, this is so fun, and the quality is so high. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I think this is one that people are really going to get excited about. Um, but, yeah, we have, other, we have other companies, too, and we'll, we'll roll it out. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, any <laughs> idea when we might expect the release of it? Uh, I have a date that I'm not allowed to share, but very, very soon. Um, I actually have the final release candidate on my computer right now. So very, 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 very soon. <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen, Dane, thank you so much for being with us today. And I'm so glad you put this, help make this project happen. And thank you for sharing your insights and your information with the uh, Completely Machinima podcast today. No, yeah, appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. I'm really, really excited to see what everybody makes out of this. And, uh, you know, really excited about feedback. What, what's going to make your life easier to make machinima yes so any you know, it, and we'll have, we'll have a forum right. you guys can go bug me on that and um you know tell me hey what what do you what, what's next what's your next impediment to making quick high quality content excellent excellent well we will spread the word and i certainly will be on the platform making stuff so we'll see what happens all right i appreciate it thanks dane Music for this episode is by Mark Burt. Pulls Apart Edit from freemusicarchive.org. Thanks for listening.